Welcome to Trail Manners, the podcast so dedicated to mountain trails and running that they broadcast out of a 78 Volkswagen bus in the mountains. Who does that? Eric and Joel are your hosts and will bring you the trail life as you may have not heard it before. You hear about everything from gear reviews, nutrition to keep you upright and moving forward, and they'll even bring guests into the bus for conversations that you won't hear anywhere else. It's time for some running adventures on a higher elevation. The old 78 Volkswagen bus is fired up and headed to the mountains. Here are your hosts for Trail Manners, proudly representing the 801 with their passion and love for the trails, Eric Manning and Joel Hatch. We're back. Welcome to the Trail Manners Podcast, episode number 95. Today, we are talking with Sarah McCloskey here in Salt Lake City, Utah. So if this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. The Trail Manners Podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at trailmanners.com. Come back often, and please feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Trail Manners. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get out all right, welcome back to the Trail Manners Podcast. This mm-hmm. is episode number 95. 95 and this B. Is, this is B, the B, or take two. Yeah. Uh, we just had one solid hour yes. of content with our guest. I know. And uh, yeah, something crashed. It wasn't me. Nope. It wasn't Joel. Nope. It wasn't our guest. Nope. It was the something else. The computer. There's a bug in the system. There's a bug. But we're back. So, and uh, joining us on uh, episode 95, we've been out of it for a while. We've taken a hit for it. Right. Um, we are here. Our guest even called us out on it. Yeah, that's right. We're here with uh, Sarah McCloskey at uh, Canyon Rim Park in Salt Lake City, base of Grandeur Peak, outside. Thanks for taking the extra time like yes. that, because you already took the time with us. Mm-hmm. No and, problem. And let me tell you this. That was a solid show yeah. that you guys aren't going to listen to. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we had, I'm serious, we had an hour of just awesome stuff. Yeah, especially at the end, it was really getting good. Especially since she doesn't <laughs> like people. I know. And I'll bring that back up again, but... Uh, <laughs> But we're here with Sarah McCloskey. We've been talking, and we'll get back into what we're talking about. Uh, just, she, just do a quick recap. We'll do a quick recap. So, I mean, we talked about the Wasatch 100. It's, right. it's going to happen. When you hear this show, it's like three days away. Mm-hmm. Sarah is a veteran of it. This is her eighth run at right. the, the Wasatch 100. And she's been coming in with a little bit of foot issue. Is little, that right? A little niggle. little niggle. Yeah. I would say that's all it is, hopefully. Right. But, yeah, for one week of stress and some needles. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it'll be all right. When she says needles, she does mean the dry needling, right. which we <laughs> talk about quite a bit on the show. So there's two people here that are dry needlers. Yep. And one I hope to get some dry needling this weekend. I'm a non-needler. Yeah. We're going to ch- flip you. Flip me? You're going to bring me to the needle side? That's right. Um, so you got, you're coming into this race. We've talked about it a little bit. Um, you know, you've, you've had a pretty good year training uh, coming into Wasatch this year. Um, again, this is your eighth attempt or eighth go at it. My ninth start, actually. Ninth start? Ninth okay. start. Okay, well, that's something we didn't hit on the last one, so no, we didn't. new info. Mm-hmm. Um, what's, what, is, uh, what do you look most forward to for the Wasatch 100? Because it's, it's the race you've done the most, am I right? You've done this more than any other race? Yep, Okay. definitely. I just, I love it. Like yeah. Everything about it? I love the views. I don't particularly care for the last 15 miles. Okay. Right. That's probably the only part I don't really like, but I love the people. I have a lot of friends that still do it. Um, it's super fun, and I look forward to it and consider it one of the best weekends of the year. <laughs> and it's in your in the backyard, right? It's right. local, so and talk, I love that. Because Sarah's f- from here, right? I mean, you came and walked from Washington State, right? Because mm-hmm. her dad has, we f- has run Western, Western and, and Leadville, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And she, you've crewed for him. Mm-hmm. When well, you were, I mean, when I you didn't were do much. I was 10, probably. Oh, that's all right. Not even, maybe eight. Yeah. <laughs> so you knew just enough that, hey, this is a big deal. My dad's doing something big and hard. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's still cool. I love, those are my favorite types of stories. The, the older, you know, and long time In our ago. first interview when we were talking about that, we were really surprised. Yeah, because we didn't know that. I know. Because mm-hmm. we were asking her how she got into it. She was a runner in high school. Yep. Kind of dabbled in college. college. <laughs> and then you started running and came across a group of people that kind of got you into the ultra, the trail exactly. scene, right? Yep. Kind of mentored you a little bit mm-hmm. and thought, man, these people are old and they can do it. And I'm yeah. young. Let's say older. <laughs> yeah. We'll just say older. <laughs> no, your exact you words, old. they were old. No. <laughs> In the first year, they're old. We're I got to wait until I get old before we're I can try this. We're holding you to it. <laughs> um, and then you started, you started going in. 
to the Wasatch. I think, you know, one of the other things that's so great is how many times you've done what we call the double, right? right. The Wasatch Bear, which is, you know, one of them's hard enough. Right. Let's, let's be honest, but you've done it back to back um, four times, right? Three. Three, three. times. Okay. I so think the three weeks apart is really not that big of a deal. Yeah. Well, maybe in your world. Well, I mean, my early Wasatches, I literally was crippled after. Yeah. Right. So that would have been a big deal. Yeah. But once you've done several hundreds, it's three weeks. You have one good week in the middle there that you can actually run. I think the year I, years I did it, I probably ran 50 miles those weeks. <laughs> in the lot. middle week. In the middle week. You know, you rest, yeah. run 50, yeah. and then taper. Rest. Yeah. <laughs> you throw that that's big mileage plan. week right <laughs> yeah. in the middle. It's like zero, 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 two 50. Weeks. <laughs> zero, 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 50. Yeah. yeah, two weeks, that's tough. Like, yeah, it is. You kind of do not much. A couple good runs, but. Right. And we also, one of the things, because, you know, we're going to kind of recap what we've already talked about because right. we've been sitting here for a while. But one of the things I thought was pretty interesting, too, um, a couple things, actually, is mantras. You talked about having good mantras when you go into a race that kind of keep you where you need to be. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Whether it's early on in a race, whether it's later in a race, uh, whether it has to do with food, nutrition, weather, pace. I mean, yep. that's kind of something that you feel has helped you all along the way. Yep. you got to have a mantra and just keep repeating it incessantly to yourself. Right. All the good things, all the things you've thought about for weeks leading up, mm-hmm. just compact them into a little few sentences and right. um, or repeat. What has been some of the successful ones for you? Uh, don't breathe too hard. Don't breathe too hard? Yeah, like in the early times of the race, you don't want to breathe hard. I so it means like don't run fast. Yep. I sound keep like a Clydesdale. <laughs> 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 Did you say keep it in Clydesdale? I sound like a Clydesdale oh. already. I'm like, <laughs> 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 and like, this dude's at an aid station. What's wrong with him? <laughs> um, keep eating, keep drinking, you know, beer at the finish. The faster you go, the sooner you'll be done. Right. All those things that you just need to think about every minute. Those are good. You, d- you don't want to go two hours without eating, you know? That's stupid. Right. No, it is. <laughs> That, that can ruin your race pretty fast, <laughs> yeah. for, for sure. Uh, one of the things we touched on earlier was your preference of having a pacer or no pacer. And the reason we asked that is because you are a veteran. You've been around. And I think for those people that are get either getting into the sport or they're thinking about doing their first 100, it's always good to hear different perspectives. So what is your take on pacer, no pacer, and also on crew? I think a crew is pretty important, although there's not a lot of spots to get crew. We're just talking anymore. about Wasatch, right? Yeah, there's they've taken several out, which I think is fine. You mm-hmm. know, the best thing they ever did was get rid of Big Water. Yes, um, crew that point. Was such a that was yeah, oh. so it was dangerous. It was. So I I don't think it's absolutely necessary, but it's it's nice to see the people you like a couple times oh, when you're out there. There you go. That's super helpful. It is. Yeah. Pacers, however, um, I typically. Don't use a pacer. Right. I have used pacers, and um, they've been helpful sometimes. Um, <laughs> but I feel like it's distracting. It gives you someone to complain to, somebody right. to worry about. Um, you know, they can't carry my stuff. Right. I like to rock out. Yeah. Um, Ooh, talking's so a waste of energy. So what do you listen to music-wise? <laughs> we never touched on that in the first interview. What's your go-to? You know, I've been in the process of going to the library and ripping CDs yeah. for about six weeks now. <laughs> from like <laughs> Trying the 90s to get a new stuff playlist. Left over from the 1990s. No, I'm looking for something new just yeah. because, you know, it's tired and old. But right. there are some that I keep on there no matter what. Yeah. And which are? Bruce Springsteen oh. won't leave the podcast. Nice. <laughs> or won't leave the, the boss. playlist. Yeah. I, like lo- it. I mean, it's heavily weighted to the boss. Yeah, <laughs> like, is it? Heavily really weighted. heavily. <laughs> Do you wear a red bandana? Do you keep one tucked in the back oh, of your head? It's not red. You should. It's blue. You but need, <laughs> you need to do enough. red now. You yeah. need to do red now. That's your tribute. Right. Um, so, yeah, the boss. And, you know, the rest of the time I just basically listen to KRCL a lot. And, yeah. you know, I hear something I like and I go get the CD. And right. I sift through there and get some good songs off that. And well, during the race, you could probably listen to KRCL. I was thinking that, but you know, when I've been in the mountains and Back. tried to listen to the radio, it just doesn't work on the iPod. Doesn't work too good. Yeah. Do you carry you know, an antenna? Carry an antenna. That's yeah. why you need a pacer. Yeah, um, carry your boombox. <laughs> yeah, carry your stuff. <laughs> I, you know, the boombox is kind of cool. Yeah. When Kenzie and Matt Van Horn raced by me at the bear with the boombox, <laughs> I was pretty jealous. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, I didn't know about that. I didn't either. That's at awesome. least I think that's who it was. I know it was Kenzie, but. Yeah, and they went by so fast. 
I didn't really know what happened. Yeah, so. uh-huh. that was neat. I'm listening to the boss. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm born in the I'm USA, in baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so you're pretty much going to be no pacer then. I am going to have a pacer this year. Are you? Um, from Brighton to the end. Okay. I think the biggest thing a pacer can do for you is push you to run when you think in your head you can't run. It, so is that why this year specifically you're doing that? Is that the reason or is just opportunity no. presented itself the opportunity presented the right, itself right person came along yeah you don't hate them i don't <laughs> usually ask really people right. because like we talked about i have never paced yeah yeah so she never paced anybody <laughs> no one asks her yeah because they're scared of her yeah <laughs> well yeah so i'll have a pacer this year you know i think maybe people don't ask because you're fast yeah that's probably a good point yeah, they think they're probably it's thinking fine that, that they don't ask because I don't RA racing. Yeah, she doesn't really want, want pace. to. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we talked about how it can just be uh, a distraction with the stress of pacers getting to and from an aid yeah. station, yeah, or or drop points, you right? Know, oh, totally. You still want to have to worry about them. Yeah. And, and then, I kind of I've in my past I've seen people stressing about how they're going to get their pacer to such and such a point and yeah. how they get back to their car. Yeah. Right. And it becomes like this whole problem. And I don't problem. want that stress. That's right. It's too There's much in my going head. On. I got yeah. enough stuff in my head. I can just take care of myself. Yep. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's like what, that's what it should be. Ultimately though. that's mm-hmm. all you can count on. Well, and, I th- and I think if you like, when you read and, and listen to like what Carl Meltzer, when he talks about pacers, he doesn't like the idea of having pacers because it's, Hey, that you do it. You're supposed to do it by yourself. That's right. what appeals to it. Uh-huh. Right. And so I, I think there's different thoughts to it. I, I would like to do a race with no pacer just for the simple fact to try it, to do it and to see if I can get into what you're talking about. Those races, those there's races in SoCal that actually give you better lottery odds if you run the solo division. Huh. Like Angeles Crest and I think San Diego, I both was I was looking at both of them earlier when you were ta- asking me about last year actually, or next year, sorry, and you it's like sixty forty or something split. Like mm-hmm. they'll take more people for this. If you're like, not using pace, oh, so your yeah. odds are better to get into the lottery if you're going to go no pace, and you can't have any help. I like that. That's pretty neat though. Like That's a great it, idea. it really appeals to me to actually run a race that has a solo division. Yeah, yeah. and. You know, I, some of these races that are getting so big and busy, I feel like that might be a way that they can limit the people a little bit more. Oh, and yeah, the cars totally. and the traffic. And yep. that's another thing. Like, aren't we supposed to be kind of like caring about the land, the air, right, yeah. and all this stuff? And like, well, I still think that's probably the, driving around. Like the biggest complaint with like a Leadville is that situation with oh. the traffic. Right. You know, some, some places it doesn't have the congestion impact. Yes. Right. But places yeah, like but a Leadville. A lot, of the, a lot of the aid stations just get crushed like you were telling us in the previous interview how you uh, volunteered at brighton last year mm-hmm. and how crazy busy it was yeah and the runners couldn't get service because their crew and their their pacers were just friends about people with yeah. banners and signs yeah. And yeah 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 so a race like that would be pretty cool i think yeah so do they when they do a solo division do they have that far as placement too like you could take first and solo but someone takes a first or is it just more what based on the lottery system i th- there must be a separate division. Hmm. I mean, to say but I, I don't, I didn't look at it that closely, I guess, to look at that. Huh. Right. That's interesting, though. Kind of a neat little I like spin that idea. on it, if you can do it. Because I, I would. I'd like to try one by myself. Still. Yeah. I like to Never keep have. it simple, you know? Yeah. Well, on our drive down here, we were talking about this whole new fishing thing that we're going to start doing. Yeah. <laughs> Ultra fishing? Yeah, yeah pretty much. Fishing. Yeah, we've been yeah. talking about it for months, right? <laughs> Especially since after El Vaquero. We talked yeah. about it during El Vaquero. Oh, yeah. When I was whittling a pole yeah. on the course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I was kidding. <laughs> That's what but, took him so long. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we were talking about that on the way down here. And, mm-hmm. and just that, that type of fishing. What's what's that rod called? Tenkara. Ten, ten it's oh. from Japan. It's like three, 400 years old, and it was just, oh, you wow. have no reel. It's just a line on a bamboo pole is how they mm-hmm. do it in Japan. But right. it's more relaxation type. You don't have to hmm. worry about just... The simplicity yeah, of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's no reel. There's no all these. It's just, boom, you're just doing yeah. it. Yeah. And that's what no no pace is like. It's just, it keeps it simple. And then if you have no crew, oh. Then you're you, all on your own. Yeah, you got nothing to worry about except for you. Your stations are good. You don't they need are. crew. Yeah. And, and I think we brought it up just a minute ago, too. Sometimes seeing a familiar face it can is help. Nice. It does. It's nice. But, I mean. But we know so many people in this area. You're going to probably recognize somebody at the aid station. Yeah. And they're hopefully going to be nice enough to say, hey. 
yeah, like just a, yeah, yeah definitely. that happens a lot when you yeah. are. I mean, we all do it when you're at a race, when you're waiting for either you're crewing for somebody or you're waiting to pace somebody. Not you because you don't pace, but <laughs> <laughs> but someone comes through and you see them and you're like, hey, do you need something? Do you want me to get? Because that's just kind of the community right. in itself. So I think far as a crew goes, it's more about. Maybe if you just want to see that certain someone, right. mm-hmm. a spouse or a, a child, or, or you want to ride home because it's like, I'm done and I and hope they show up here. Another thing with that is that if you do have somebody meeting you at the aid stations, it's kind of a lure to stay there a little longer than you might otherwise want to. Oh, yeah. yeah, You know, they're taking time out of their day and I'm going to give them a minute. What's yeah. the point? Yeah. You know, like... She's, so she's got all these little wise tidbits. I know. In and out, in and out. And then... You know, if there's no one to see here, move along. That's right. <laughs> you well, it, well, you brought it up before, too. Is like you were saying your best time at Wasatch, you spent an overall time of like 20-something minutes total. Mm-hmm. Total. I mean, like 24 or 21. or It was less than half an hour. Yeah, that. that's because the best I've ever done at Wasatch was it was a sub-30 barely. But I went back and looked at my aid stations. Three hours. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Can you believe? Oh. I, uh, yeah. Exactly. No, that's when I looked <laughs> like, at it. Like, take that off your time, and you're like, wow, I could have said yeah. that. And, but then I kind of looked at a couple, because I thought that. was First thing, I went back and looked. I'm like, are you kidding me? Three hours in aid stations, and I did this my best time. I was totally stoked <laughs> with it. But I'm like, I could have done really better. Amazing. Just thinking about only 20 minutes. That's I, I couldn't imagine doing that. That's like a minute. It was two one minutes. in two minutes. It's like two minutes at each aid station. I mean, a good goal is under an hour. Like a realistic from most people. Like, why take more than an hour? No, I, I totally agree. But just yeah. the being able to actually do that and execute that. That's the hard part. That's hard. Because you do reasons. get caught up in the aid station. If you can sit down, you're screwed. You can't sit down. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> you're host. I went back at that that time I ran with three hours in the aid station. I looked and realistically, absolutely, I could have cut you know a couple hours mm-hmm. without trying. But I know there was specific two situations where taking longer helped my race right mm-hmm. because i was in such a bad place like right. if i would just checked in and out i might have just i've seen people execute that and i'm intrigued but i've never had it work for me. Yeah. right <laughs> well it wasn't like i wanted to execute it, <laughs> it right. executed me basically it's like yeah. well you're not moving so let's take care of this right. see i think of it as like well i'm not doing anything here that's good is when i leave i'm still going to feel this terrible so i might as well start moving and yeah. get going right and i think Wasting that's time. for a lot of people who have never done a race before it's important for them to hear that yeah mm-hmm. right you're going to feel bad whether you're in the aid station or not. Exactly. So just keep going. Exactly. Unless, like, that time for me, my sock was ripped in two <laughs> toes. I had to stop. Once the socks came off, we found lots of blisters. Oof. Right. So that so got taken took care, care of. of that. Yeah. So, I mean, for well, me, it, yeah, but it's that's different. Fine. But yeah. I just couldn't imagine, like, if I look back, I'm like 20 something minutes over a 100 mile race. I mean, again, your time is going to be stellar. But yeah. just that, like Joel said, executing that would be difficult. But you have to know, like you mentioned before, is you come in an aid station. Okay, one, 173 in, out, boom, done. And, and right you have through. to have a plan. You know yeah. know what you're going to do at that yeah. aid station before right. you even get there. Yeah. yeah, so how do you work through that? You just make that mental list. I need, I yeah. need food, I need water, and I know exactly what I want, and I'm out. Yep. Is that what you do? Yep, all business. All, all business. <laughs> it's business time. Got my business socks on. And the less time you have to spend looking for that drop bag, because some, some some races have people looking for your drop bags for yeah. you, and some don't. Right. Some have them in order, and many don't. Yep. <laughs> so that's kind of a gamble, and that's why I'm thinking this year I'm going to ask some of the drop bag places, just because I don't want to spend that time. Yeah. Right. Well, I th- the thing that I'm taking the most away from talking to you today, personally, is you mentioned something really cool about... Um, what you carry with you, right? Mm-hmm. And you said it really good. It's like if you're running eight hours, take mm-hmm. enough for five and a half. And this is during a race, mm-hmm. right? Your training. So this was in our previous interview. She yeah. divulged this information. Yeah, and I thought, wow, because I I have, and w- like pretty much every time I've ever ran, I can honestly say that I'll take more than I need in a race, and I finish, and I go to unpack when I get home, and I've got the exact same stuff I started yeah. with, right? Because you know you're gonna eat something at the aid year. station. Yep. So leave a couple hours worth of food for that, and if you blow it. You won't do it again, but yeah. It, I mean, you always eat something at the aid station. Yeah, no, that, to me, that's simple, right? When you when you say it, I'm like, well, yeah, that's a no brainer. But when you're getting something ready, it's like, hey, I, I got you know this much to this aid station. There's no drop bag. This much. I need to take right. ten gels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, to get me you know this far. When realistically, I'll probably 
take four of those or five of those. Yeah. You so know bring what I mean? six. Yeah. And then you'll be covered, but you won't have four extra. You'll yeah. have like I one just, extra. That's my favorite thing I'm taking away from this for real. I mean, that's something I will <laughs> <Right>. absolutely 100% <laughs> use. Yeah. As simple as it sounds, because mm-hmm. I'm an overpacker. Yeah. You cut out the aid stations. And me and Jill do this too when we're talking about gear, because we're gear junkies. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, we want a vest. Mm-hmm. but I don't want to carry stuff. Right. So mm-hmm. I have killer vests, the Zygos and the Velocities and these other vests, but I'm like, they carry too much stuff. Yeah. It's like, well, just don't carry stuff. I'm like, no, if I have room, I'm putting something in there. Yeah. You know, it's okay I, to have empty pockets. Exa- well, yeah, but <laughs> it's like, but <laughs> when you have a pocket, you're like, oh, I could stuff a, you know, burrito in there. Burrito in there. Right. I could stuff, you know, something in there. But, so it's like, oh, I need something smaller. I can't have the space. Mm-hmm. Right. Now right. you're, now you're like, I don't want a vest at all. I don't. But then I'm still trying to figure out my how you're gonna carry your water, water and stuff. So you I mean, I'm in, water. The, I'm in the I'm in the zone of I don't know what I like because yeah. I when you wear a vest, I don't like bladders. I, I just don't, don't like bladders either. And but I've had problems you lately. No vest with bottles. Bottles. Bottles, bottles up front. Do you go uh, soft bottles or? I've transitioned to the soft bottles, but yeah. actually that's creating a little stress for me because Uh-oh. they're smaller. Yeah, they and are. so like you know sessions to swallow rocks. Mm-hmm. Do I need three? Yeah, right. probably, mm-hmm. maybe, for sure from Big Mountain of Lambs. Yeah, right. Or Alexander. Um, yeah, because two was barely enough, and I'm missing about five ounces, I think, or six ounces. Which is significant. Well, you don't. So do you drink. So the game plan is either drink more at the aid station. I usually forget because, you know, I'm not you there. Just, yeah, that's true. <laughs> she doesn't have time because she, she Maybe that's why time. you need a crew person to say, Sarah, stop. <laughs> Give me 30 seconds and chug put, this extra five ounces of water. Put the water. straw in your mouth and yeah. just If just I drink drop. something there, I usually chug some ginger ale or something. Oh, yeah. Because like yeah. Yeah. Huh. That's, that's what I struggle with is a pack. Yeah. Because I, I, for some reason, it always happens, no matter what kind of shape I'm in, my between my shoulder blades cramps get sore. Yeah. Right. I wear a pack because I use bottles. I don't like. Mm-hmm. I try not to put anything in my hands. That's my my favorite thing. It's just mm-hmm. hands free. Right. And so you can high five. I love high five and yeah. I love high five and or when I fall, I can grab my on my way down. Um, but yeah, I just don't like carrying stuff in my hands when I run. I just feel yeah, freer. Don't either. Yep. Right. But a pack when I wear a vest, I either pack too much or I get sore in the shoulder area. You need a small vest, like one of those ones that maybe. UD has that's just like a shirt vest. I have smaller vests. Yeah. Yeah. UD's got that marathon vest. Oh yeah, and you yeah. don't like that, that either. Good. You know, it's just looks again, good. it's where you put stuff to. Yeah, you know? it's like you it know, needs to stuff be accessible up here. Yeah, or I I'm can't. I'm probably not going to get to it. Like yeah, that. I can't I even my arm like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have the, I don't the long monkey arms. Yeah, yeah. So that makes that makes sense. But that was one of the things I I loved the most about talking to is just the simplicity because it is. I mean, we. You look at trail running like when you first started, 2008. It wasn't like or the 2000, whatever. 2000. Yeah, 2000. Yeah. 2008 was your first hundred. 17 years I mean, into it now. Where, where nutrition has come, whether it's gels or electrolyte drinks, where gear has come, whether it's shoes, packs, what are that. Plus you've got where, totally. where the education comes, the watches, <laughs> all this other stuff. It was so much easier. And mm-hmm. I mean that by not the mileage but just the simplicity of it mm-hmm. you know i was joking around i'm like yeah grab my canteen i'm out the door right you know because <laughs> yep. you know there wasn't a lot there but i mean there's a lot of truth to that where there's just more options and more ways to mess up your own race yeah um, by trying to get on splits or, or mm-hmm. looking at a watch or anything else um you know some other stuff we talked about was um you know this year's race how you're kind of going into it but it's a different course Mm-hmm. Right, you you haven't been on the course where it goes up Bear Canyon, which is new for you. So that kind of throws all your other years kind of out the door a little bit on where you should be at certain times, right? Because mm-hmm. it's just so different. So how are you approaching that one? I'm gonna look at some splits from last year, and maybe I can find somebody that I've run with before, and maybe just have a range. Right. But you know, honestly, I might just start running and go by feel. There you go. You know, like. You can't do very good math late in a race anyway, or even middle of the race. Or ever. Or yeah. ever. <laughs> and so you stress yourself out thinking that you're behind your splits or ahead of your splits. Or right. I mean, who cares? Yeah. You're going to do what you can do at that moment. So let me, let me I ask don't carry like a mileage watch either. I just carry something that tells me the time. Oh, like really? A, like a swatch watch? Oh, uh, like an Iron Man <laughs> watch. I like that. That would be cool. <laughs> yeah. I pulled out the swatch watch. Yeah. yeah. With the band on the top? Yeah. Yeah, so, you so it's like a regular like chrono chrono watch. Yeah, it'll little, it'll die little otherwise. Casio? My 
my Garmin will die. So yeah. right. I, I you don't want to worry about that. I don't need more gizmos to keep like it going. Like hang on another yeah. charger, <laughs> no. a solar pack. Or no. Like, no. Yeah. Keep it simple. Yeah, that's well, right. I think that's the thing. So, you know, with, with running, you know, this year, some of the things I talk to people about and people ask me and I even ask the question is when you run a race, do you do you stick try and stick to a plank? You said I'm going to run how I feel. Some people say don't go out too fast. You want to save it to the end. But mm-hmm. I've also heard people say you don't save anything. You run out of it eventually anyway. So it's not like the last 10 miles you're going to be doing seven-minute miles because you're fresh. Right. So what, right. What, how do you run a race? Do you just go all, all by feel or do you say... You know, if I if I'm going if I'm here by that point, I'm going too fast, or I'm going. Uh, I don't. Ca- I'm not going to worry about the times at all because I don't think it'll mean anything. Like never having been up Bear Canyon in my life, I have no idea how much that'll throw it off. So it'll just be more of a stress. Right. I'm just going to run comfortably until probably at least Brighton. Not breathe too hard. Stay on my drinking and eating and. Yeah, if you have something left at the end, like I want to be able to run at Pole Line around Mill Canyon, right? Down that road after Pot Hollow, all those are runnable. If I'm walking, probably blew it somewhere. Right. <laughs> well, it could have been nutrition, could have been weather, could yeah. have been too fast. And I, I have definitely gone up Chin Scraper way too fast before. Yeah. And pretty much ruined myself. That's early. <laughs> Chin Scraper, for those <laughs> yeah. that don't know, is like the first what? That was the first ten like, miles. Yeah. 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 And doing stuff like that just doesn't help you. Like. Do you ever look? Keep it steady. Do you ever look at a, a start list of say you know the women that you're running with or even the men and say I'll probably see these people or if you mm-hmm. see somebody going oh I shouldn't. That's be this what happened. Far. I was up at Chin Scraper and the sun came up and Dave Hunt was there and I was like oh 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 I'm going too <laughs> fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, we see a lot of people because we were at Run Nell Vaquero and I heard a guy say, I must have, I must be having a good race. I don't know him very well, but I'm close to Turtle Miller. <laughs> Some guy said that. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was, was awesome. kind of funny, you know, because yeah. he's like, I'm having a, I'm running But fast the today. other thing about that is, you know, you, you can't really base your performance on anyone else because you right. don't know what kind of a day they're having. Yeah, that's true. Or you don't know what their the year race. has been. Yep, you don't yep. know what they've been doing at all. Right. You don't know if their stomach hurts or how many times they've been in the bushes or. Yeah, oh, that's, that's the worst. You when never gets, know. Gets to that point. That's my Wasatch memories. So <laughs> yeah, let's we'll switch the subject. Run now. your own race and just keep it steady. And when you when you get closer to the end, if you still have something, run. Try See, to run anything flat. And I think that's over time. And it, I'm I am nowhere near someone that should be giving advice <laughs> on running. Let's just be <laughs> be clear with that, okay? <laughs> Other than wear some. Well, I shouldn't even say that. People like shoes, but. But I will say my own personal philosophy is I run how I feel. Mm-hmm. And I, I will stick to that going forward. It used to be don't go out too hard, save stuff for the end. So mm-hmm. sometimes I'd be running, feeling amazing, and back off completely. Nope, right. I got to save it. I got to save it. Mm-hmm. Well, then I'd never even get to that point. I DNF. Right. Mm-hmm. Or I get to that point and I'm still wrecked. And I'm yeah. like, well, if I'd ran faster there and I'm still walking at the end. Right. Mm-hmm. So I just go how I feel. And for me, that works the best. I think it's Because a you good can plan. get in those ebbs and flows. You're yeah. always going to have them. So when I have a wave, I ride that sucker, man. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's like cowabunga down, whatever I'm doing. And right. sometimes your brain tells you, oh, I can't run this. It's a little bit uphill or. I can't do that. And then you start running. You're like, oh, this actually feels pretty good. Yeah. All hurts the same. I might as well keep running. Right. You know what I mean? But I mean, when I'm doing that too, I'm smart enough to know if I'm breathing like Clydesdale and yeah. I can see my heart move in my shirt, yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm probably going too fast. Yeah. Right. You know, or I look at my watch and I'm clocking a 630 because I'm chasing yeah. somebody. I'm like, yeah, it's probably out of my comfort zone. But if you feel good, you should keep up with whatever. Yeah, that's right. You got to roll with it. Yeah, and I think that's because we get questions mm-hmm. that ask all the time. They're like, do you, you know, are you going to go out hard? Are you going to try and hit mm-hmm. mile X by this time? And it's like, well, ideally, sometimes I like that. Yeah, ideally, I'd like yeah. to be at the turnaround at Vaquero at this time because right. I know mm-hmm. coming back, I could do this and finish in this time. Right. Mm-hmm. But if I'm. You know, want to hit a, a place in three hours, and I hit there, and I'm like going to be there knowing if I'm doing 240, I'm not going to go. I better stop and, and mm-hmm. wait because that's right. too soon. Hmm. I'm like, well, let's write it out. Yep. I just bank 20 minutes on the on the walk back. That's you right. Know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's how you kind of do races, just how you feel. Mm-hmm. You know, don't worry about what's around you. Yep. Run your race how you feel, and if yep. it works, it works. If it doesn't, well, it must have done something somewhere, yeah. and then find out what that was later on. Mm-hmm. Nice. Or just try to overcome any hurdle that you come across as you go it will happen you know for sure just work through it and when you feel good run yeah i I would love to do that (laughs) right run when you feel good i usually run when i feel bad that's drink training 
Um, and then the off season, or what we consider an off season, is the winter time here right. in Utah, which is roughly October, November to February, March, depending on mm-hmm. our year. You are a skier. I'm a right? skier. You kind of back off the running, occasional maybe. Yep, I kind of back off. As soon as the ski area opens, I pretty much ski. Um, All the time. Every day. Yeah. 150 yeah. days a year. 150 <laughs> days a year. <laughs> and I do some running too. I have time for both. You right. Know, I, have, I have good daytime free. I work a lot of nights. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I go up Grandeur quite a bit and then I go skiing. <laughs> or vice that's versa. A, that's a full day. That's <laughs> a fun that's day. That's a good day. Right? It's like mm-hmm. Joel says, it's like you're living the life. She's mm-hmm. enjoying it. And you do mm-hmm. enjoy it, mm-hmm. right? Because we talked about that. I mean, what, you know, you've been in, you've been running for a long time, running races for a long time. I mean, what is it that keeps you in it? I like going back to my old favorites, like all my, the races that I like and have done a lot. And, you know, Wasatch, I would like to get 10 at least. And Speed Goat, I've done it almost every year. I missed one. Um, so I like those favorites. And I also, there are some races that I would like to go do yeah. that look cool mm-hmm. um, that I just haven't been able to fit in yet. You know, the the time when you're actually trained enough in to the end of the season isn't very long. No. And you can't race too much. I try to, but <laughs> it's foolish. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people feel that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. And, you know, it's not, I'm not usually ready for a February or March race, you know. And I kind of shut it down usually by the end of September. Because one of the things, too, you're saying is just that you love it. And you're having fun, so why not keep exactly. doing it, right? If I'm having fun, there's no reason to not do it. And right. A hundred is probably my favorite distance just because of the element of running all through the night, the, s- the mental game of it, the logistics of, like, lights and food and trying to keep going for, you know, 24, 5, 30 hours. 34, so I like 35. that. <laughs> <laughs> Not for her. Yeah, no, I like I'm that the, part. That's why I'm saying yeah. that. I'm like, I was 35. <laughs> <laughs> and so there's races out there that you are love to go back to. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about, I mean, Wasatch is obviously mm-hmm. one of them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's here. It's one of your favorite races. You've done Smut. I love Smut. Yeah. Smut up there in uh, Pocatello. Love I haven't been to enough, but I would like to get back there. You need to come back next year. I'm going to work. Th- I'm going to try and work the finish line. Oh, I already cool. told Ty I'm volunteering. Right when I oh, crossed cool. the finish line, I said I'm volunteering next year. Yep. Nice. So. Yeah, he has a great finish line. His Love whole the whole race is just ridiculous, yeah. and this year especially with the flowers. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, um, they were so thick this year. Yeah, it was just ridiculous. Crazy. And me and Joel would know we spent a lot of time looking at them. We did. Too. Uh, we wanted to take it all in. I uh, got sick of looking at them. <laughs> <laughs> but you've had, you know, 2013. I'm gonna bring that year up because I was to me. I look at your 2013 and I'm just like I shake my head. You know, you had Zane Gray, then you went to the Bighorn 100. Then you went to Hard Rock 100, then the Speed Goat 50K, then the Wasatch 100, and then the Bear 100. Yeah, it was I mean, a little crazy. What, but what 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 was the? I mean, what's going on that year? You just want to hey, I like that race. Boom, I'm in. I'm in. I'm well, in. no. So in 2012, I did Wasatch and the Bear back to back because I was I thought if I put in for Hard Rock and I ever get in, I'm doing the Rocky Mountain Slam. Right. I just told myself that. Yeah. And so I did them. Three weeks apart, and I was like, oh, "I'll just see how that goes." Everybody's doing it; it looks fun. <laughs> Everybody's doing it. <laughs> so okay. I did it, I and I was like, wow. that year. <laughs> I, did too. "I didn't get invited." <laughs> and then, then twenty thirteen came, and I got into Hard Rock, and I was like, "Wow, I'm doing it." It's real now. It's real, and so you know, I had to sign up for something in the spring to get ready for Bighorn. Right. Um, that was Zane Gray. Yep, Zane Gray, and then. Yeah, I just did it and pretty much been injured since. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll not put that part in. There. Right. But even even since then though, you've been, you know, running, you know, for 2014, there's other races. You did Hard Rock Wasatch, 2015 Wasatch Bear again, two weeks apart. Um, 2016 is when you were injured, so you didn't right. get a run at all because you had some right. foot problems. Right? 2015, I just wanted to do the bear because it was my birthday. Oh, okay. I was nice. like, oh, I've never done them two weeks apart. This seems like a good year to try. <laughs> it's, my, it's my birthday. <laughs> yeah, it's my birthday present. <laughs> I earned it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you did it. I did it. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's more than most people can say. Yeah. Two weeks apart, especially. Right, and so that I don't know having two really awesome 100s, classic point to points, so close. Like, I would love to get back to doing the bear some more. I love right. that race. And the trout at the end, I mean, oh yeah, it's all time up there. That was so. my favorite part. My first experience with the bear was the finish line. There was shrimp, trout, mm-hmm. and something else. And yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. I just 
crude and paste. I probably shouldn't eat any of this. No, right. you can. Oh, I know. That's what it's Leland, for everyone. Leland, he's a chatterbox, right? Yeah. yeah well, you know, he's not. He's like, yeah, you can have some. Mm. And so I had some, and then people kept bringing it over, like the people working. No, we have plenty. Yeah. We have plenty. Yeah. I'm like, I'm here. I might as well eat. <laughs> I'm yeah. here. Exactly. No, it's a good gig up there. I yeah, love it. And I miss it. So it's still an old, even though it's like gaining popularity, and it's still kind of that has that older school feel of a race, yeah. though. I kind of have wondered that because it's gotten so big lately and so many people signing up for it to get their qualifier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wonder if I know as many people now doing it and if it would be oh. as fun for me. I don't know. Yeah, that's good. I, f- good I feel point. like a lot of races have kind of changed a little bit with that newer generation yeah. coming in. And so we talked about that. You'd like that smaller racing, you know, the I older school. And that's what we talked about. Like a smut is still that way. Mm-hmm. Elva Carroll will always be that way. Yeah, like a small old school race with. Ultra runners is the RD. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it makes sense. I mean, you know, you get an ultra runners and RD, your chances of that race being put on, being stocked at yes. eight stations, course marked, mm-hmm. all the nuances tuned in are I don't know if I've actually solid. done it very many or any races that aren't like that. Yeah. There's there's more now, I think, without right. like what more. we'd say a true mountain ultra mm-hmm. runner, you know, not just to have done one. Mm-hmm. I can pull off a race here because it's pretty or... Because right. I can get a permit, or because I can charge three hundred bucks, yeah. or, or whatever. Um, yeah. There's definitely more of those, mm-hmm. yeah. but you still you have those because you hear about still some of them across the United States. Like a Waldo yep. is another one that's still kind of old school. Yeah, yeah. it is. Um, you know, Chuck a nut, Chuck a nut. Mm-hmm. You know, that's old cri- put on by Chrissy. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so again, you got that ultra runner background. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's still a lot of those. Um, so what are what are some races? that you have not done that maybe is something you'd like to jump into? I think Beaverhead looks pretty cool, yeah. honestly. Mm-hmm. And that's, I'll tell you what, that is put on to the T. Yeah, mm-hmm. really. You'll be surprised at how mm-hmm. much effort they put into it. Yeah. And it's, you, you, have to, you have to worry about nothing. Yeah. Literally. It's crazy. <laughs> that one looks cool. The Ute 100 looks cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some of those old year. school SoCal races that have the solo division look oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. We've been, um, I've been looking at some California races, actually, yeah. mm-hmm. for next year, just because There's one out in there. Santa Barbara. It's the nine or the seven trails or nine hills or something like that. That's been around for a long time. Yeah. I think huh. it's like 35 miles and just a real butt kicker. Wow. That looks pretty good. I know what you, I'm trying to remember. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. The River of No Return looks yeah. cool. Yeah. Stan Hope. You mentioned that Stan earlier. Stan Hope, yeah. Yep. yeah. That's that 60K. Run Rabbit Run would be great, but, you know, I got this Wasatch thing on my back. Yeah, you do. That's <laughs> the one that still, I, I still haven't wrapped my maybe around, is the Run yeah. Rabbit Run, um, for different reasons, but I don't know. And it, I'm sure it's a great race, and I know people that run it that enjoyed it, but for right. me, just looking at it, I don't know if it's... The course yeah. is a little funky on it. Yeah, I, I think it's not I've like point seen to that point, too, right? maybe. It's like, well, you got to go over here, and then you got to come back to here to get the mileage. Yeah, the, I we don't talk like it when they force means, it. Yeah, we I wonder talk how about runnable it is, too. I think it's really runnable. Oof, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a, you're a vert person. You like the, to get some, some vert Classic point to point with a lot of vert would Kay. be my preference. Right. <laughs> or yeah. a loop. A loop, a loop with, with lots vert. of vert. Like a hard rock's got the loop, yeah. and a Wasatch point mm-hmm. to point, Bears point to point. Mm-hmm. With ball I want to go somewhere, vert. you know? Yeah. That's what I think that's why I li- enjoy doing it. What about it. Cascade Crest? That one looks cool, too, but it's too close to Wasatch. Yeah. But I would like to do that one because it's Good like point. where I grew up, kind of. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not exactly, but kind of. Hmm. Uh, Cascade Crest is no, one. That looks cool. And the um, yeah, you're Fat Dog. That one looks pretty cool. Yeah, that does. That's that does. like beginning of August. Is that when um, that is? Something like that? Early to mid-August, yeah. I think. Yeah, you're kind of screwed because you've got this Wasatch thing on and your And August is like really busy for me. Yeah. Like it's nice to be able to just do a local race and be able to work too. Right. Yeah. Um, well, the Ute's old pretty local. It Moab. is. local. Yeah, I Moab. can make it home after the Ute, I think. Yeah, <laughs> somebody could drive you home. <laughs> She'd probably so just drive home. She'd get on her motorcycle. <laughs> her I don't motorcycle. Like to do that too much. I try to be careful. Yeah, that poor guy last I year know. at Wasatch. Two yeah. years ago. Two or years. Yeah. yeah. God, that was terrible. No, I need to. S- you need to sleep. Yeah. Yes, you do. Sleep it's important. It well, I mean, your body's just gone through so much. Mm-hmm. It's know? wrecked. I mean, I've driven home from the Wasatch 100, and I live in North Ogden, and that I was drove still home from the Bear, and damn yeah. near fell asleep. Yeah. I know. The bear is dicey, and then I have just picked up my car at the coffee shop from the bus ride from mm. Wasatch. Oh, yeah. And even just getting from there to Cottonwood Heights, I'm like, oh, boy. I wish I would have <laughs> had the quad shot before I <laughs> yeah. left the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. So with your race this year um, for Wasatch, you, you talked about not having 
like necessarily a time goals or anything else going on how you feel, but you feel good going into it other than you've been nursing a, a sore foot, right? I have been. Busted wheel, huh? Just for a week, though. So yeah. maybe it'll peace out just as quickly as it oh, came. Oh, yeah. Because you're dry needling. Yeah. And yeah. we keep talking about that. And yep. I, it's been around for a while. But yeah. it seems like it's gaining so much more popularity because right. you hear about it more. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I hear about it more because I know what it is now. I don't yeah. know. I don't know if I was thinking noodling instead of dry needling. <laughs> like catching people catfish, with, catfish their with their hand. But, uh, <laughs> but you love that. That's I something that's it. been Revive really successful. Sport and spine or spine and sport. I always get it mixed up. But Here in yeah. Salt Lake City, is that where it's you in go? Cottonwood Heights. Cottonwood yeah. Heights. Yep. There you nice. go. And he is great. Yeah. And so that's helped you a lot. And then once you're through this one, you're just going to kind of wind down and get into the ski season. Yep. I'll probably ride my bike a bit, walk around. Hopefully do some nice runs locally. Just some yeah. fun stuff. Yeah. Enjoy Just the fall. Yeah. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah, the fall I like in Utah the running is here. ridiculously it's nice. nice. Yeah, it can be. As long as it doesn't drop early snow, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Which, who knows yeah. this year, right? You, yeah, you never know. Yeah. I don't like snow before November 1st. <laughs> I yeah, think I that's fair. I, I think yeah. that should be a rule. I don't, I'm not a huge... Ruins the I, trail. I like not having snow before Thanksgiving, personally. I, in the I mountains, like I'm down okay. Skiing. Down low. Yeah, in the mountains, down I'm fine low. with it. Yeah. yeah, but like in my house, yep. the, our bench trail, Yeah, mm-hmm. if it's dry on Thanksgiving, that oh, makes me so happy. happy. Yep. Yeah, because, That's you know, we have long, last year was a long winter. It was. You know, and I, I'm not good with winter. I'm not a avid downhill skier, <laughs> although this year I want to pick up skate skiing. Yep. So I need, a, like, tutoring gear. So if yep. you're out there, I need tutoring gear for skate skiing. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had a long winter last year, and that can get a little mind-boggling when you want to run. Right. When you're yeah. not skiing 150 days a year. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Which I I miss that by 150 days. Yeah. I almost caught you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, but that's what you do is just kind of keep yourself active, another passion, another love you do. Yeah, I don't get so obsessed about, you know, 50 or 60 miles a week and 15,000 right. vert and where am I going to go and how am I going to get that mileage? I just you know stay active and you know if my friends want to go for a bike ride sweet i'll go for a bike ride and you know try to mix it up and cross train and keep my body maybe alive another decade (laughs) another decade so when do you transition out is it snow dependent when you transition out from winter to skiing or to to running running again to where you kind of get back into it totally totally weather dependent okay like if it's a high pressure or there's dirt down here, I'm more enticed to start getting out. I mean, I try starting in January. kind of depends on if you get into hard rock or not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that pretty much lights a fire under your bum. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just, you know, if it's a powder day, I'm not running. If I was supposed to run 15 miles, I don't care. <laughs> it's like, powder day. It's a trumps it, right? Yeah. It's just but, like, like that's by my thing. 2 o'clock, if I'm over it and I don't work that day, I might come down here and run on some dirt for a couple hours or right. an hour or... I just go based on feel. You know, those good years, I was running 50 miles a week in the winter, but I haven't done that since, uh, honestly. Yeah. And I think that that's huge. Yeah. You know, r- not just ramping up in April. is Or August. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ramping, yeah. <laughs> ramping up mid-August. Yeah. yeah. September. <laughs> like, it's kind of better to start in January, February. Well, I think that's hard, too, for some, hard. some people. I mean, for you, it's probably because you ski so much, but like someone like me or someone that doesn't ski as much, and they have that long winter, mm-hmm. and then you start seeing r- people running races in January mm-hmm. because they're there, mm-hmm. right? and you're like, man, I need to get out. Mm-hmm. And then it's like February, the bigger races start picking up, the, the Black Canyons. The you feel like you're behind when you yeah. start in April, and you know you don't really want to be behind. So I try to maintain. You know, I don't like to take more than a week off yeah. you know, of any running, so... Even on a good year of snow, there's always downtime where you're not like, I don't need to ski all day today. I right. just don't. Well, no. And I, but just I think a couple hours a day is yeah. perfect. I mean, on my days off, I try to probably, I call it binge skiing, you know. I might binge ski one all day or something. Right. <laughs> but when you're doing this other activity, because skiing's not something that you're just totally lethargic. I mean, you're you're working mm-hmm. out. So when you yeah. get back to running, the the transition or the buildup is not as long. It's like you come around a little bit quicker because at least you're still... A little bit. I feel like it's totally different a little bit. Like, if I can just get out and run a little bit, like, three or four days a week... Mm, That's a little bit, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Well, like... We call that binge running. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it kind of... I just... It's a mentally challenging thing, but you definitely... You know, if you put your mind to something, like if you get into Hard Rock or the year I ran, I know I ran with you that year a little bit, um, the Zion 100 in April oh, yeah. or yeah. May, actually it was in May. 
if you put your mind to something, you will make the time and you'll be out there. Right. Like, and that's pretty much what I try to do. Yeah. So if there, if I don't have anything on the docket until, you know, <laughs> September 100, I'm like, well, I can ski all day if I want. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't have to really do anything. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where my shoes are. Right. <laughs> just right. got my Uggs. Right. Got my Uggs. <laughs> right. So it just depends. Yeah. I think that's a good point because, you know, we're we're in a different area. I mean, you get different parts of the country where they don't have necessarily maybe the same problems we do with finding mm-hmm. dirt or staying right. running where they don't have snow or their winters are more wet and just rain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for us, it's almost like a blessing in mm-hmm. a way where it kind of forces you to slow down. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and says, hey, I, I get you want to do this, but it's time to slow down and you don't have a choice. And right. that's why I like grandeur because it's not really running. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's just, just a big hiking. hike. Yeah, you know, and then you scurry down and scurry you down. Down. <laughs> <I> like <laughs> sled <that>. down, sled <laughs> down. <laughs> but it makes me I-80. feel like I still kind of have some of that running in me. Yeah, so yeah. You remember know? when Carl had that lose track? Oh years yeah. Ago? yeah, yeah. I th- I kind of feel like we need that again. The Maybe luge. not just his, but just somewhere. <laughs> somewhere have a Some, nice lose track. Right. Hike up, lose down. Hike yeah. up, get some repeats. Right. See? That'd be fun. I've always said going up Malins and Ogden, if you take a sled and a helmet, you can oh find a way down. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Just that keep would be it up terrifying. Top. <laughs> oh, it would be. It'd be asinine is what it would be. But, <laughs> but I'm but sure we can, make, do it. we can make a really cool loose track off the top of that in the, in the north-facing woods. Yeah, it'd be fun. Yeah. Kind of our right. little thing. Yeah. Invite only. We'll invite Sarah up. <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah. invite you up so you yeah. can show us how Sweet. to do it. <laughs> um, but, you know, for for the, the – we've talked about this a little bit, too, for – you know, people that are getting into the sport, you know, how you talked about you had mentors coming in, people that you found that were doing this thing that were a little bit older than you and Mm -hmm. had been around doing it. Um, Put you on the spot. What are some things people coming into the sport now should know about this culture that's been around for a long time with some very good, I don't know, history to it, people Mm -hmm. in the history? What would you, what were some ideas or suggestions you'd have for people getting into this? Not just racing stuff. It's just hard to put my finger on it. You know, people, it just seems like they're so worried about their times and stuff. And it's like per mile. Yes, Strava is, I'm a junkie right now. (laughs) But like, it's weird. You know, I use it for a tool for myself, I guess. And I like the fact that I don't have to remember how long it took me to get from point A to point B last time. Right. And even little parts that I really could care less about. Yeah. <laughs> Just got a medal here. Yeah. Huh? But, you know, people are so worried with their running pace, and it's not about that, really. I mean, mm-hmm. you want to run and be fast, and that's right. cool, but, like, it doesn't translate to, like, roads. No. The way people sometimes seem to make it out. They to get be. too hung up on that. Yeah. And I don't know. It's... I don't know. I find it's more about the camaraderie and the fun and mellow, laid-back races that are fantastic. Well, we talk to some people, too, and it's don't take yourself too seriously either because I think sometimes you run into that, whether it's right. what happens on your Instagram page or your, your, Instagram yeah. or your Facebook page, how many people liked me yeah. or followed me or liked my post or commented mm-hmm. on how cool that you know, was, I think people come to get caught up in that a little uh-huh. bit too. And, and we've talked about that as people put themselves in, you know, situations they maybe shouldn't be in because, mm-hmm. Hey, they did it. I can do it. Right. Exactly. And we talked about that a little bit. Yeah. And that's a hard one. You know, I even get that sometimes. I'm like, Oh, I really want to do that route. And those people did it, but I don't know. Yeah. yeah. You know, I've heard such and such about that route. Like, well, that's neat to hear from you because you've done, you've had such great success for so long in, in ultra running, but for, for, to hear you say, I don't know about that. I mean, that mm-hmm. tells you something. It's like, hey, right. you know your abilities, you know your strengths, you know what you're comfortable with. It's more like the ridge walks and stuff, yeah. you know, the ridge scrambles. Because mm-hmm. I have climbed in my life, and there was a time where that's pretty much all I did, or at least half the time. Mm-hmm. And I think it helps, but I'm like, I thought that ridge was dicey, or is it dicey, or I don't even know. Like, how do I... Uh, you're less likely to risk that now, right? I Compared maybe when you were younger? It gets scary when you're not climbing a lot. It's far more scary right. <laughs> when you actually that go again. That comfort level's not there. Yeah, yeah, on the on the scrambly ridges, but I'll still do it. You know, little ones. Right. You Stuff know. that you're comfortable with. But yeah, I think, yeah. But I think too, me and Joel brought this up before, where we've done stuff, but 
conditions change too, mm-hmm. to where we've got to a position where we've done it a hundred times mm-hmm. and we looked at it and go, yeah, probably not today. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. I think that's another important factor that people, just because you've done it doesn't mm-hmm. mean you've done it that day. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And things change. They do. Quickly and easily. But and if I can't do something I used to be able to do, it makes me feel old. Yeah. Oh <laughs> no, really? <laughs> but that's, that's if the conditions are the same too. Like if, right. Hey, I've gone to you know, X point before on, right. on a training run, but yeah, I can't do it now. That's different right. than, than condition-wise. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And that's, I think, kind of the key thing because when you do have such a crazy place to live like Utah with snow, with weather mm-hmm. coming in high mountains quickly, mm-hmm. I mean, a rainstorm, thunderstorm can hit you without even paying attention. Mm-hmm. You have to know mm-hmm. the right and wrong way to do things. Or we, me and Joel talked about it. You have to, we went up on a, on Ben Loman one time and before we went up, we actually looked for bail points. Like, mm-hmm. okay, if, if this yeah. happened, where could we bail? And yeah. we're looking, not until we hit the very bottom. And right. Like, mm-hmm. then we're not 500 gonna feet do, down. Yeah, then we can't do it. Yeah. And I you feel know? like a lot of those times when you get caught in situations like that, I'm less psyched to be in those situations. Now, when I was younger, I was like, oh, yeah, it's fine. We'll get through this. But I'm kind of stressed out. Yeah. Now I'm like, why do I even want to find myself in that yeah. situation now? I don't know if I could deal with it. Right. <laughs> you know? Well, we, we, like you said, we've talked about it before and we've had, you know, I mean, Ty Draney's had a, had a, a run in this winter recently. And he's been around forever and mm-hmm. he's super comfortable with what he can do and mm-hmm. what he has done. So things happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I think with, with people coming into the sport, I mean, me and Joel say all the time, find some mentors, mm-hmm. right? Find some people to run with and, you know, pick their Take brain. Yeah. Yeah. Don't it, be in a rush. Don't I mean, be in a rush. The mountain's yep. going to be there tomorrow. It's yeah. going to be there next winter, mm-hmm. you know, and if you really want to do it, get yourself in the best situation to do it both mentally exactly. and physically to yeah. do these things. Cause you talked about it on the last one. It's like the transition from a downhill road marathon right. to the Wasatch. To the Wasatch. How's that compute? Yeah. Like uh, how are they even related? What inspires somebody to do that? Yeah. I don't even, I don't see the correlation, but Right. That's because you don't like people, too. Yeah. What? <laughs> She's like, me? <laughs> I love people. Like so innocent. <laughs> <laughs> and then we talked to you, too, because this is always a, a fun debate. Wasatch and the bear, prettier right. and harder. And you kind of gave your two cents there. I think Wasatch is a little harder, for sure. Right. Even with the easier ending now. Um, 15 miles of basically descent. Um, that hurts, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for me... Honestly, that's not easier. Yeah. Because you have to run that. Yeah. Like yeah, that's you, do. you know, give me a mountain to climb and I'd be way more stoked. Right. Honestly. I'm not. And so it's a little <laughs> harder. And yep. mentally it's tough because it's hot out there. Yep. It's not that pretty. No, I mean it's a little pretty, but you have to talk yourself really into not it. Not that pretty. No. No. And so it's a little harder. I think they're both equally beautiful. Yeah. Honestly. I mean, there's no pavement at the bear, nope. which is yeah. huge. Except for the first, very, but there is some dirt road. Mile is maybe pavement. That very finish it's not line. even a mile. Yeah, yeah the, the finish mile. you've got just a touch of pavement. Yeah, just a, s- a corner. A but you can, a but you can smell yeah. the blackberry shakes though. Yeah, yeah. it's downhill instead of uphill. It Every is. time it's I get very downhill and very mm-hmm. runnable. And I've I've yeah. only paced the finish a few times, but when I hit the 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 junction to go left to the finish, yeah. I want to mm-hmm. go right to get a milkshake. That's true. That's the worst finish line. That's the problem for you. Yeah. Is the milkshake? Right. If they if they moved a milkshake truck on that one, milkshake truck. Yeah, we're talking PR. Yeah. <laughs> CR. <laughs> Course record. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, so nothing else coming up this year. Next year, you're still kind of fiddling around with. It. If you get a qualifier, you'll put back in for Hard Rock, mm-hmm. right? Um, which you will. You'll I'd get, like you'll to go back there, but I'd, you know, I'm not like I just let the lottery gods decide. I don't have any like, oh, I really want to do that. Right. You know, a year with Speed Goat and Smut and Wasatch and running around here is pretty awesome. That's pretty good. That's a good year. I like that. And I don't have any issues with any of those. So, and maybe throw in the bear. Man, what the But yeah, I'd like to mix it up a little. (laughs) Yeah, I like to mix it up. (laughs) I'll throw the bear in at the end. I'll mix it up. I've been to the bear since, you know, 2015 or something, I think. Yeah. Jeez. That's awesome. Because you've had good success at both Wasatch and Bear. In, yeah. in They're both great. Yeah. I mean, the finish line food at the at the Bear is far superior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's um, good stuff. That trout is yummy. But I'll the local aspect of the Wasatch 100 is pretty awesome. Yeah. Because people just come out to watch and right. spectate and, you know, you see people out. out and about. 
Well, I think both finish lines are, are nice. I wish there was more shade at the Wasatch finish line. Like, yeah. I used to love the Homestead mm-hmm. finish. Yeah, that was That good. was the best. That big tree oh, yeah. that big, everyone went gotta, under. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was the best. To me, that well, was the best. Well, now you can bring pop-ups, right? Yeah. yeah, I was under a pop-up last time, I remember. Yeah, yeah you got to have, some pop-up. You gotta have your pop-up game strong. <laughs> I brought some soda. Yeah. I brought some pop-up. Some pop. <laughs> um, so you have, do you have any desires or any idea of like a, a UTMB, a CCC? Does that tickle your fancy? Seeing or? all those pictures and watching it right now. No. Is, oh, it looks so awesome. It I would love to. Except for the start line. Because there's people that like. There's a no, lot of it looks there. cool. Like yeah, I've yeah. heard it's worth it for once. Yeah, I've yeah. heard that um, for sure. That's what Rock says. But um, I'm listening to Rock. Whatever he says. It is a little yeah, close to Wasatch, so I got to get this oh problem taken care of. That is a problem for yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, you've got a problem. So this is yeah. eight. So no, this would be. This will be her this eighth be finish. Eight. Ninth start, though, yeah, right? But mm-hmm. eighth finish. So eighth she wants finish. at least ten finishes. Yeah. Okay. And also, like I don't know, I could take a year off from it, I guess. There you go. I haven't really thought of that, but you got to collect points though to get in. I'm sure so you got to chase get those. the points. I She'll must have, have those. points, right? I You've have got no it. idea. <laughs> <laughs> if you took last year off, I don't oh think yeah, they I might, I might not have so anything. You'd have to chase then. points this year. So what have you done this year? year? I never thought it was a worry until right now. What's um, the, what have you done this year? I did Scout, Logan, Speed Goat. Mill Creek, which is no points. Yeah. yeah, you should have points if you finish Wasatch between Smut. I don't think that Wasatch is on the Isn't list. It? No, oh, that's ridiculous. Well, see, this is how you make decisions. Yeah, it you is. You don't have every choice out there. Yeah. You know, you've got lottery gods, you've got point issues. Yeah, you just roll with it, and yeah. they're all beautiful. Yeah, I would love to make it over there sometime. And yeah, I think if you out. do the CCC, I don't think you have to get points for that. I don't think so. Maybe oh, really? you do. I don't know. Maybe it's half the points. Something I think like it's that. half points, maybe. That would be anyway, as we're talking, doable. Hayden Hawks just won the CCC. Yeah, that's as we great. Were just talking, I don't, so. did, did he get a course record? Did I you don't see know. That? I didn't see. He was ahead of it at one point. Right. I don't know if he ever did it. And then right. last I checked, Claire Gallagher was first for the females. Yeah. So she was what, crushing it. She was. So nice. that's really awesome. So now you got to get over there. That's why There's we're bringing it up. There's a lot of people over there, there now. Is. It's pretty awesome. There's more and more Americans that go over there. but And with that, more and more people we know personally. Mm-hmm. It seems a little stressful for me, a little too big, but yeah. I could probably get through it. I, would, I think, I think could. <laughs> me and Joel have been trying, we're going to angle of being interns. Yeah, we want to be UTMB interns next year. So we're going to try and have them nice. get us over there somehow to That'd where we fun. just hand out like cappuccinos or, you know, I'm, gonna, yeah. I'm trying to introduce cheese curds to Europe. I think <laughs> the cheese curd game might be a little weak over there. <laughs> right. Um, so we've got the curd wagon going. Um, so this is, so I run far just posted, Wombly stopped to chat and said, Everyone was going so slow. Killian said, no, everybody's going too fast. Uh-oh. So, uh, anyway, UTMB <laughs> will be interesting. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So, maybe a UTMB in the future or a CCC. Maybe. maybe. I mean, it would be nice. But, you know, honestly, I haven't taken... I haven't gone out of state that much. Yeah, because we well we had this discussion. Yeah, you, pr- I stick pretty local. But what's your what's your philo- what's your uh, equation here? You have got some crazy like E oh, equals yeah, MC yeah, squared, yeah. right? <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, it's nice right. to it's not drive longer than you're going to be running. So that's she's right. got a hundred mile protractor radius. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she runs a hundred miler. She can only travel that less far. than a hundred to run a yeah. hundred. No, no, it's not that. It's like if it's going to take that long. Oh, time wise. Yeah. Right. Time wise. Okay. So if you if your drive takes you 24 hours then you need to finish in sub 24 if it's 100 you need to take longer than 24 because then you would be running longer than you're, you're driving. driving but okay. you don't want that to be your impetus for going slow okay <laughs> well you slow down it's like i really want to run that yeah, race right. so i gotta go slow right no it's just i don't know i, I haven't had that much success out of state honestly and yeah. by the time i got confident enough to maybe do something like that um yeah, I have been battling injuries for a few years. Right. <laughs> well, Smut, El Vaquero, Zane Gray, those yeah. are out of state. Yeah, but they're so close. But they're out of state. They're three hours. Yeah, they are Zane Gray is, is in New Mexico. That's a long drive. That yeah. was a long drive. Bighorn's a long drive. But Bighorn's I had to get ready for Bighorn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'd okay. pick Zane Gray. So Bighorn right. is so up here. you have here. a caveat. You've got like this, okay, but... Well, you no, got some that buts. one just worked logistically because I was going to Southern Utah after and... Oh. It, there were some other factors that okay. it just worked out. So, all right, that makes sense. And actually, what really worked out is I didn't sign up in October, but he s- posted that he had a uh, few people drop out and he was going to have, you know, a few openings. Right. And this is, you know, January or something. And I was like, oh, yeah, I want to do that race. But to pull the trigger in October for me is. 
Yeah. But that's almost stressful. what you have to do now. You too. have to, and I don't want to. Yeah. Right. Neither do we. So it's too, it's too far ahead to think about. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I never, I always thought that I would make the start line no matter what I signed up for until last year. And then I had to drop, you know, the races and lose the money. And it's right. like, that's how I didn't that hurts. think that was a reality until it happened. And right. so now I'm like, be careful what you sign up for. That's a good point. <laughs> Yeah, that losing money thing when you don't show up to race, that'll that'll hurt, right? Because you're just giving them extra money to buy Fig Newtons and pretzels. Right. Fig right? Newtons and pretzels. Yeah, for the aid stations. Yeah. Potatoes, Coke, whatever potatoes. it might be. Yeah, soda. <laughs> Ginger ale. Soda, eh? Um, so, yeah, I mean, man, we, we appreciate you taking the time to join us, meeting yes. us at this beautiful place, yeah. this park. This worked out really good this time. Yeah, it did. And, uh, boy, good luck at Wasatch. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, Thank it's going to so be much. awesome because we'll be following right along yeah. um, through the Twitter feeds, through That's the right. Facebook posts because there's a strong social media presence around this area, so we should yeah. have no problem following along. And you're yeah. always a favorite for the mm-hmm. Utah folks, so yeah. you're easy to follow along with. But. Uh, <laughs> But good luck with your foot. I hope that's just one of those things like you <laughs> yeah. wake up tomorrow and go, oh, being on that podcast healed my foot. So that right. would be magic. Yeah, then we could add that to our website. It's like after you, if you've tried everything, come talk to us. That's right. Yeah, we'll walk you through a process. To get you healed, <laughs> walk so. you through the process. Nice. But uh, thanks for taking time to join us. Good luck with Wasatch. Hope you heal up. And uh, I don't know, maybe we'll see you at a race next year once you start. we all start signing up for them. That sounds great. Or maybe we'll come ski with you like 140 of those days. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> That'd be awesome. All right. Well, thanks, Sarah. Um, have a good time with Wasatch. And thanks for uh, joining us on the Trail Manners Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Trail Manners Podcast. We'd like to thank Sarah McCloskey for taking the time to join us today and want to wish her luck this year at the Wasatch 100. We also want to encourage everybody to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Trail Manners or swing by the website at trailmanners.com. While you're there, check out the store page, check out that cool gear, or hit us up on the contact page. Let us know what you want to see, who you want to hear, or if you would like to be on the show. Until next time, this is Eric Manning with Joel Hatch reminding you, you don't get what you wish for, you get what you work for. Now go get it.